0: whenever I hear that song, I think about the struggles that we've all been through. Uh, hello. Um, it's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been about a month. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Joey McGeary. I've been inline skating on a non-professional level for... 20 years or more. Um, I really like making inline skating videos. Uh, I enjoy talking about inline skating with other inline skaters. Thinking about it. Imagining it. Even though I work a nine to five job, uh, my personal life is really busy and that it's hard to keep up with the deteriorating body. It deteriorates. As soon as you get to late 20s, early 30s, you have to keep up on your shit. So I've been keeping up on my shit, or at least trying to. It's been good. Um, Yeah, there's been two podcasts so far Um, slated, but we haven't connected. Actually, three, sorry. We have Mike Torres uh, coming up, Rob G, and hopefully Colin Kelso this weekend, and hopefully Todd and I can get together for one as well. Um, We're going inline skating tomorrow. Maybe we'll podcast after that. Where have I been? What have I been doing? I've been running a lot skating a fair amount, which I'll talk about, and I, I need all of the Blade positive vibes. You don't even have to Blade, man. I just need positive vibes thrown out. I had a, a job interview for a really good possible job. I've been telling myself I'm not gonna get it, just in case I do, so please send out, me out some love, even though I just uh, posted an article called Stop Trying to Be Skateboarding. Even if you didn't like that, still put out some good vibes for me because we can still be friends. We can move past it. That, that's my first topic, obviously. Um, there was a tweet that I think Todd sent out and I don't know if it was because I found that Jason Ellis video. I don't know how what inspired him to write the tweet, but if the tweet was just like, stop trying to be skateboarding. And I, it was weird where, where you get an idea or a spark of an idea. And I've always wanted to list a bunch of things that I think about all the time. And it was that when I read those words, I was very inspired. It was actually after my, I had just gone to a job interview, which is always a really bizarre experience because you try and calm your nerves as much as possible and not overthink it. And be calm, be cool, be yourself, talk about the work that you've done, all that. Um, But it was like to a board of four people, hey, no talking yet. It was to a board of like four people, so the energy in the room was really like higher strung. Because one person, I'm pretty good one-on-one, talking one-on-one or one-on-zero as I'm talking right now. Well, Lucy, you kind of count, but you're just more of a listener than a talker. You chime in a little bit once in a while. So one-on-four for a job interview, um, after situations like that, it was like an hour and a half long, and after I just felt like really uh, ungrounded, you know, after like job interviews or where you're pushing yourself in life to go forward. Um, like a really good example is when you go um, your first driver's test, that feeling that you know you're, you're going out of your comfort zone and you're trying something that's gonna push you forward. I guess it happens in skating too, but <laughs> not as much for me. Um, even in my younger years, I wasn't much of a like. Okay, I'm gonna jump off this. I had a short phase, uh, but I do that more in life, I guess now. But you have that crazy like. It's almost like an adrenaline rush, or that nervous, that like nervous feeling in the pit of your stomach, that you're about to go for something, and that there's no turning back. Or like earlier on in the week, you think about the date where something's gonna happen, whether it be like. Maybe you're going to fly somewhere and go on an adventure or the job interview or like it took me, I'm a late bloomer, so it took me, we have this thing called new driver licenses in British Columbia, and you have to have a N on your car to signify that you are a new driver. And I had my end for 15 years just because I didn't want to go through the nerve-wracking road test. I don't do well in situations like that where the attention's put on me to do a task. Like if someone's watching me do like has to go down a checklist of doing a series of tasks or something. Like if someone had to mark the way that I work a camera or the way that I handle video equipment, I would do so bad in that test. So. Anyways, 15 years later, I did get rid of my Ann. And I'm not the type of person to seek out jobs. I've gotten in trouble for it in the past. Um, like, out of film school, I was really stubborn about what I wanted to do for work. And it pay- my stubbornness paid off in the long run, but I pissed off a lot of people by um, saying no to certain jobs or just having a higher standard sometimes. I worry about like being a difficult person but I know I'm not. Anyways. So after this job interview there was something about uh, that tweet was brewing in my mind and this really crazy ungrounded energy that I felt after the interview where you feel so crazy that you've been in a room kind of like uh, especially for me, you know, I jump around a lot when I'm talking to nobody, like right now. I jump around a lot. So, add a job interview, kind of a formal atmosphere, and then four people into the mix. I felt so crazy after. I still can't tell if it was if it was really good or if after I left the room they may have been like, what, the, what was that? Who was that person? Um, because I don't, I don't know. A really, a one, one thing that I can think of to parallel this situation was I don't hold my pen or pencil properly. And uh, in elementary school, they tried to teach me how to do it the right way quote unquote, um, and I just kind of like figured out my own way of holding a pen or pencil, and whether the other way is the right way or not, I do it this way, and they, they tried to get me like this thing to put your fingers and stuff in the right spots, and I just, I remember just like still holding it with the thing, it had grooves like for your fingers and your thumb or however you're supposed to hold it, and I still held it the wrong way with that thing on. So that translates into lots of areas in my life where I know that there's the right way to do something but a lot of the times I'll just do it the way that, I f- the way that feels good for me and it's bad um, sometimes because most humans do things, most humans h- hold their pen and pencil the correct way. I hold mine the Joey way, and uh, maybe that's what I did in the in the job interview. We'll see though. Thanks for listening about that. I had to I had to vent, but so I, I was I had that um, stop trying to be skateboarding in my head, and I felt really crazy, and I think I was really caffeinated. I had a an iced Americano. I think I drank a really strong beer too. And I just started scrawling uh, in a notebook a few ideas. And then I kind of got some momentum going when I got to number five. And then I went to the computer and just started typing it out. And it's weird because it's the same as videos or, or filming. There's like a little flash of inspiration that you have to grab in the moment. And uh, yeah, I had one. It was weird. You never know when it's gonna strike. It strikes like you would never think that after a job interview for something so unrelated to skating that you would wanna write something really intense about skating. Um, So all I have to say about that article, the note that I have written down was just somebody had to say it. Ah, I was really careful about putting that out because I, I ran it by a few people Um, whose opinions I I trust because I don't know sometimes you can run it by people and they'll be like oh this is so don't put this out and um, in the past well the internet is so bad sometimes because you can you can they say like even for business and stuff you know don't email when you're emotional Um, and I didn't feel I wasn't really emotional about this this is just stuff that I've thought about for years that I would just wanted to get down in a list. And I, and I think it, not that everybody thinks it, but I'm sure there's a lot of people who have it somewhere deep down and no one's actually just put it out there. And um, if you're worried about my credentials, um, yeah, i have been using skates in public places for two decades and making videos for that long. And also talking to lots of different people about rollerblading and about videos and hearing um, different perceptions about the videos. I'm not somebody who's skated for a company or who's been paid to skate or like I'm just someone who really likes it and has made a lot of videos for a. Weird activity, and just heard a lot of different perspectives, and um, I feel like, you know, I've been told that um, that I can. Uh, how would I say this? There was a point in the job interview where I did this, where I really had to take my time, and I think instead of filling space, sometimes you just have to take your time. I think that sometimes, because I'm a little bit more quiet and observant, and that's how I've been for since very young, I, um, the story that I've said before where it took me a really long time to walk down the block, my grandpa told me that, because I had to inspect every quote-unquote quote uh, goddamn rock, flower, and plant. So. Um, I've thought about skating and I've thought about the atmosphere around a park when I skate a park or when I'm on the streets. I really try and tune into how other people see it and obviously I've had knee-jerk reactions just as much as anyone else and I think that's just there's old anger that has to pass through you Um, and now that I'm older, I just see things in a different way. And I think it's really important that I don't have any ties. Like, it's not like if I say this, I'm going to get fired from a skate company or like my closest friends aren't going to be friends with me or, uh, or I'm not going to get like, if, if my girlfriend read this and was like, we cannot get married because you wrote this about rollerblading. Like I didn't really have anything to lose. Um, And so I just felt like somebody had to say some of these things. And I feel like all of them, at least in my experience and my perception, um, I like all the points a lot. And it's not, an, it's not, uh, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I, like I've I read, I've read I've re-read it so many times before we put it out and I was like, yeah, this, this all makes sense to me. So there you have it, which brings me to uh, prove yourself too. Oh, no, sorry. Last thing on that is um, I think it's really important for people who have um, just like 9 to 5 jobs and really regular lives, but who are still really passionate about skating, to write about it and to talk about it uh, from how they see it or how they feel about it. Because it gets so weird. I mean, the average age for a lot of skaters right now, and pro skaters and things like that. There's a lot of like mid 20s and early 20s. We set, we have some older people, but I mean, it's not like they're gonna be paid to skate forever. And it'd be really interesting to hear about people's transitions trying to get work. There was a cool article about Michael Palak where, on, on BMeg recently where he talked about, you know, like if he could, he would have continue to work in skating, but it's just not an option. So things that explore that I think are really important and perspectives within that. So if you do only skate once a month, what is it like? What, how, or or like conversations that you have with your coworkers or um, there's just so many perspectives that that you can start collecting all these different perspectives. And instead of just talking to rollerbladers, talk to a bunch of people and then be, you might get to a point where you're like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. To this day, um, videos that people have watched, um, they point out some of the weirdest, dumbest tricks, dumbest in, in, um, the rule book terms there was a there was this guy that we ran into years and years and years ago after Cirque du Soleil came out we ran into him at the at Cactus Jack's nightclub which is like it was like a cowboy bar mixed with it was kind of like everything you'd have hockey players and douchey dudes and and weird hippie people maybe I don't know Anyways, we ran into this guy on the steps of Cactus Jacks, and I remember him, and he was being completely honest. He was like, you know what my favorite trick was in that video? Man, when Todd ran up the stairs and rolled each stair, there's like a trick near the end, the last video with the Electric Prune song where Todd just runs up the stairs. But he's, he's from like a standing position and runs up the stairs. And I remember we were probably high and we were like, this is so weird to put in the video, but we should totally put it in. And that turned out to be someone's favorite trick in the whole video. And I mean, the skating wasn't the greatest in that video. It never is in our videos. But for someone to point out such a weird thing that obviously was so exclusive to rollerblades, you can't do that in your shoe. Like the fact that he... Um, I, did one in, uh, the, I did one in wacky mode um, for the five people who watched that video. You can just run on flat ground in rollerblades and, and keep your balance. And you can do movements that you could never do in your shoes. You could probably do the same thing in roller skates, um, but you can't really do that movement in anything else. And then, um, my most recent coworker, he's like, you know what my favorite thing is that you did? Um, I know, like, you guys do lots of crazy tricks and everything, but when you did the moonwalk in your skates, that was just amazing. And the funniest part was that that trick was completely related to the Todd running up the stairs in Cirque du Soleil. And so those are two people almost a decade apart who had seen, like, a lot of our skating pointing out... And there's there was other stuff in those, you know, there's rails and there's spins and everything. There's bio things that it would, none of us can really do a flip so there isn't a flip maybe that would have won out but um like dancy movements for better and for worse like i say just stood out in their minds and there's a lot there when you when you take that into consideration i don't know there's just a lot there so the actually listening to what people have to say outside of rollerblading, be it knee jerky, um, intense reactions. Sometimes like beneath the extreme, um, there there's, there's just good criticism sometimes that you can really um, think about and reflect on. And that's kind of the place that I came from, but it was inspired by a really strong set of words stop trying to be skateboarding. I just thought that was a really interesting collection of words to write off of. So, that's that. Prove yourself too. Oh, I'm gonna go get a beer. I don't know if this is gonna keep going. I have a wireless lav, so I'm gonna walk through the kitchen with the lav and grab a beer from the fridge. Hopefully this continues going. Opening the fridge, putting, oh, yeah. So we'll just open this quickly. I wonder what this is all gonna sound like. That looks like it all recorded. So prove your, so, so it always starts with so. And then I take a drink or put chapstick on. Oh, I just put these beers in, in the freezer for a while and I just grabbed a Heineken and it has like a little tiny layer of slush, just the tiniest little bit at the top and the bottle is like glowing green, frosty. Oh, beautiful, hmm let's try this. Oh, oh, that, that is good after a long Thursday of filming lots of things. Filming, if you're a person that gets overstimulated easily and needs a lot of recharge time, filming a lot in a day is super draining. And sometimes having a beer is a shortcut to relaxation. Um, So we went on my stag trip June 14th, the weekend of June 14th, I think. And... um, I wasn't totally sure if we were gonna make a video, you never know, but like the job that I want, you secretly deep down have hopes and high expectations that things are gonna all work out. And the crazy part about that trip is that it pissed, rain, we skated, um, we skated, two parks the first day, so that was me, jo- Josh, Josh and, and Leon met Todd and I at Armstrong. That's the park with the Rollies on it. And um, Leon had only slept for a few hours and just came from, I don't even know, he's always on the road so he had, he, and he doesn't have a lot of sleep so he had just slept a few hours and Josh was super hungover and only had a few hours of sleep, but they still like champions. <laughs> they met us at Armstrong the Friday at around 12 o'clock, and they both skated really good. I don't... I... Um, shame spiral really bad if I'm trying to skate on lack of sleep, and every once in a while I can skate well hungover, but I don't really recommend it. Um, both of them skated really well, and it was really fun. The weather held out for Armstrong. We skated there for a couple hours, and then we went to that... Uh, Dave's Goat Run, and I can't remember the name of the the log barn. We went to the log barn. If you're ever uh, driving to Sycamus from Vernon or to Enderby, stop at the log barn. You can't miss it. You can't miss it, and don't miss Dave's Goat Run. We went there, and then we went to Enderby just for a short amount of time. That's that really ghetto park um, with super steep quarter pipes, and it had a couple meridians and just curbs and things. Those things are so fun to skate Um, to the point that the next video, like the meridian, is going to be just as standard as um, a swivel. I don't know. Oh, just a sec. Sorry, that was my dad uh, sending a text. That's a really funny dad text. So sorry, there were no fries with that. It was a salad burger pie. He treated me, uh, he surprised me. with Some food today after work, it was awesome. I haven't eaten it yet, I need to, I need to get some words out, and then I'm going to eat my salad burger pie. It's OK if there's no fries, that's a good combo. I think he followed it up with that. Oh no, that's what he said. It was salad burger pie. Good burgers. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, mm. So yeah, we uh, meridians, meridians, yeah. I don't know if they have those in the United States or in Europe, but those meridians are so good. They're rounded on the top, but they have kind of, um, they're not so rounded, they have like, uh, uh, cuts to them almost. It's hard to explain. If you look at a close up, you'll see that it's more of like a mathematical shape of, of lines than a full round shape. And they're, they're wall writable on either side, and then they have cuts that you can roll up on either side. It's like they're, and depending on what school you go to, because they're at every school, at least in interior British Columbia, you'll always find them. There are so many different formations of them, that and you can, you can grind the top, You can wall ride them, you can launch off of them. So it's basically like um, little perfect uh, street spots everywhere. Um, And schools you don't really get kicked out of because everybody's gone from the school after five o'clock and nobody's really at the school on the weekend. So lots of meridians. But anyways, off track as usual. See, this is why I wonder how I would come off to a board of four people in um, verbose, half sentence, weird association, hard to follow, but lots of ideas way. Anyways, and then Taylor, we got to the campsite in Sycamus after skating those two parks. Taylor, Dana, Riley, Am I missing anybody? I think that's everybody. Taylor, Dana, Riley, Josh, Leon, me, Todd, and Hogan. Yeah, I think that's everyone. I don't think I'm missing anyone. No, really don't feel like I'm missing anyone. As soon as they showed up, it just started pissing rain. Um, and then it pissed rain all night. We couldn't camp. They gave us a free room to stay in, which was awesome. And then we had really good weather at Sycamus. <coughs> hey. We had we had a really good day of skating at Sycamus. But it pissed rain at like four o'clock ish, and that's where we were underneath that uh <laughs> we are just hanging out in like a small town by the public washroom overhang <coughs> thing by the skate park. The washrooms weren't open, but it was still, it's a really funny idea that you can go to a small town and hang out in a spot like that and really not see anybody for the most part. Like I, like I said in a post, we saw a lot of scooters at all the parks. Maybe one or two skateboards, a couple bikes, but lots of scooters. And the scooter age range is exactly like the range that I would have gotten into rollerblades along with everyone else, kind of in our group. You know, like really young, it's crazy. Scootering is getting big. But um so piss rain that the Saturday, and then it was raining when we got up really early to skate uh, Salmon Arm the next day. That's the park with not a lot of graffiti that was a little bit newer. Um, And patience, my friend, patience. And so in less than 48 hours, we hit uh, four parks, and there was a lot of rain the second day, and it rained a little bit the first day, and we didn't skate that long anyway because people had to get home. And after getting back from it, I sent... I was telling everyone that day that I wanted to get it done like I had taken the next day off from work and I thought I could get that a video done in one day. Smooth move, Joey. Um, And then I, I got, I just wanted to kind of throw something together and see what happened. And then when I started going through the footage. I remember sending Todd and Leon a text like, mm, there's not a video here, we have to do, <laughs> this is classic, Be like, we have to do another trip and it should be split up into two trips but one video. Um, and then I think Todd said like, let it be what it is and it was really good advice. So then I started kind of going through it and then um, yeah, there was lots of doubt. There's always lots of doubt like, with the weather and with the amount of time, only 48 hours, are we going to be able to make something? Because there's a lot riding on it because it's been like, especially with, um, there's lots of weddings right now. There's my own in September and there's, we're at the age where there's like, you know, there's babies and weddings and things happening Um, for people that you know or people that, people of people that you know that they work with or friends and family, you know, there's just a lot of shit going down. So there was a lot riding on like, less about it being a stag and more about like, let's make like, I'm gonna make a video. That's uh, how dorky I am sometimes. And I put so much pressure on it that I think I don't have what we need at the end. And then all I need to do is just start going through the footage and kind of feeling it out and then this is where it gets really bad because I have to be back in reality, in normal life because you only go through the rabbit hole. A skating trip, the worst part about that is less than 48 hours, you just start to kind of like fall into the rabbit hole of the skating lifestyle which some people are really lucky they are still living it right now and they're in it. And the longer that you can be in it, the better sometimes. I think. The key for me is being able to transition in and out of it smoothly, but being able to fully dive into it I'm um, just even if it's a four hour session after work filming in town to be able to like smoothly transition down the rabbit hole as quickly as possible um and hopefully the the transition out there's a buzz that kind of like happens after the rabbit hole like if it's if you go to work the next day and you have skated the night before you just have a um like the fight club thing Todd says where it feels like the volume's turned off of all the bullshit but this it's extra bad when you you maybe you don't think you're going to make a video video or, or an edit coming back from a trip and you're still kind of buzzing in rabbit hole mode and you kind of, you get a seed of an idea to start working on a video. And then you have to try and go to work and focus on work things and life things and you tr- you have to try and be fully present and it's really difficult because you start making cuts, at least I do, I start making cuts in my mind. I start scratching down um, organization things about where certain pieces of footage should be. I start making soundtracks and even to the point now, a lot of the videos I'll mix. I'll mix the soundtrack before making the video and kind of, it's a really good way of doing it. You'll just, you'll pick the songs and you'll start making loose edits on them and start figuring out kind of like what length you want the thing to be. It's a really good way of doing it and you can even cut a soundtrack and just start listening to it and it'll reveal to itself you know, what parts are kind of boring or lull or maybe where you would want to end the song and put some b-roll in or something. So that started to happen and it's so painful. <laughs> this one was really painful because you try and be present at work and but like you only have so much time to edit, so you're standing up late and you're just you're redlining your system. Um, my new favorite thing for editing is uh, nicotine gum. Chew nicotine gum, caffeine, maybe a couple beers, and you don't eat a lot of food because if you're if you're using all that stuff to um, get in the zone, you don't want to be grounded. You want to be like like I said after that. That job interview you kind of want to feel all over the place and it's not in a bad way it's just this kind of ungrounded floaty there is so much stuff swirling around that you can grab at things easier and go with them so yeah this was a really painful one to try and finish in a super short amount of time but just get it out um, and it's crazy to think that there's people who get like paid to do this so there's people who just go on trips and come back and it's their job I guess in action sports there's people who do that like it's their job to just make the video so they could their 9 to 5 job or whatever is to edit the video which is crazy to think about I almost think it's better to do it the painful way where it's like you're just using spare bits of time from your full-time job and from life to get this thing out sometimes it's just it's maybe it ends up more powerful that way and I always think that that's a good thing that if I had complete freedom came up in a Kevin Yee podcast um to have complete freedom to skate all the time and film all the time is such a great responsibility that you would have to be um not regimented But you'd have to be really smart about it. You know, obviously... Well, that sounded like uh, almost American. Obviously. You know, obviously. I don't know if I said it that way. I do... I could so easily work full-time on um, how-to videos, uh, doing podcast highlights... Uh, tagging and doing metadata for everything planning projects editing backlogs of things um, and then you would exercise a lot I don't know I could see myself doing it but I just it's just a big responsibility so I like doing it this way because sometimes the work not the work but the stuff that comes out because you don't have a lot of time to do it there's a energy to it that you couldn't get if I was just free to work on shit all the time. Maybe I wouldn't even wanna work on shit. Maybe I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. In the meantime, I'm just gonna be a lazy fuck. I probably wouldn't be. So the point of that whole thing is it's painful to go in and out of the rabbit hole, but um, if you're good at the transition and you know when to go in and out of it, just got a thumbs up emoticon from my dad. I don't even use the emoticons yet, but he likes the thumbs up one. Um, It's important to go in and out of the rabbit hole though, because the both sides. Um, I have been craving a full on dive into the rabbit hole for an extended period of time, but this is just definitely not the year. I'm really stoked about the upcoming years. because this it's particularly busy at this time. Oh man, just send a little bit more love out to hopefully get this job. Like I said, I'm setting myself up to not get it so I'm not disappointed if I don't. But if I get this job, it'll be really, really good for making rollerblading videos and rollerblading because it might be something I can keep for a really, really long time and it'd be really solid trustworthy? Oh, I hope so. Um, The other two for video, Big Wheels 2, we, I'm, I always just like throw things out there without thinking about it. Um, That's something I do. So it's for better and for worse. Always for better, I think. Uh, Although, like I said, not, don't, be too emotional. If you're too emotional, don't throw things out there. Um, Don't email when you're emotional, sleep on it. If you don't, if you rant, if you type out a big rant, um, run it by some people. But anyways, I remember I posted that Big Wheels 2 were gonna film for two years. We have decided not to, it's gonna come out this year, so That'd be crazy. It might come out shortly after when Big Wheels came out this year. So that would mean we did, Big Wheels was released in October and then we did Prove Yourself 2 and then it'd be great to release one more. That means three little videos in, in a year, which is nice. Especially if life is busy and you can do that shit, Dang, that's really hopeful for the future. One, there was one more text about the burger. Should not have added lettuce. It got wilted. I will not eat the lettuce. Uh, So we just started filming for Big Wheels 2. We'll probably put it, I don't know. I feel like we'll be finished around... November, or something, and then depending on how much time I have to edit, I feel like I'll have a lot. Um, things should slow down quite a bit, life wise, around then. It's going to come out. The f- sessions so far have been really fun. Really fun. We're going filming again tomorrow. And it's so fun uh, picking the spots and coming up with some of the ideas. And it always turns out better than I had thought. And uh, oh man, you just can't fuck with the wizard setup right now. It's so good, even at simple, simple, simple spots. There's always an, an, like new, interesting things to come up with. Are you trying to, you're licking a box, Lucy? You're licking some cardboard? If I open the door, are you going to bark? I'll let you go outside, but don't bark. You have one shot. One opportunity. Uh, So I'm really excited about Big Wheels 2. Maybe it'll be called something different, but it'll probably be called Big Wheels 2. Yeah, I'm just excited about that project a lot. Um, The wizard frames. So Leon made um, out of... I don't know the number on it. Airplane airplane, something or other aluminum got these uh, frames machined with a really interesting rocker on them because it was funny, there's this skate called the Tricks that he was skating by Seba and I have a pair of the, the like S&M shiny Seba logos everywhere kind of like higher cut with that weird triangle cuff thing and the first thing I thought of <coughs> when I skated them was that I w- wondered if uh, there was a 90mm rocker frame. And there wasn't. And it seemed so obvious that someone should make one, but no one did. Like it would seem obvious that Seba would make one, but people don't use 90mm for slalom. And uh, it's not that much higher off the ground, especially because the FRA, or sorry, the FR skates—they already kind of have a riser in the toe and the heel. So technically, um, like for big wheels and those skates, we've like all been skating to pretty close to 90 millimeter. And then so he made it UFS, so it would fit on the SX boot, which is also the CG boot with the carbon base. And the wheels are really close to the boot, so you put it on and it has. It feels almost exactly the same as the FR. There's no difference in height. And it's a longer frame. I think it's 273 millimeter, which is what the Trix frame was. And um, because it's rockered, it's still super maneuverable, but it's stable because it's longer and it's fucking super fast. There was uh, hydrogen wheels in it. That's another thing. Seba doesn't make 90 millimeter deluxe wheels, which they should because they would be amazing. And um, I hope uh, Undercover is also, their wheels are really good, the Powerblading wheels. It'd be cool if they made a 90 millimeter um, in that size. I still have to try Hydrogen in 80 millimeter, uh, but I've tried the 90 and the 100, and I really like them. I still have to try, I guess Matter is undercover, so if you buy Matter Juice or Super Juice wheels, it's the same thing as undercover, side note. So he's made, I think a couple prototypes of these so far, and I haven't tried the newest ones because he's trying different uh, rockering positions. And uh, damn, this shit. This shit it's so funny to think that, like we might just end up skating a hundred millimeter rockered frames with wheel wells to get them close to the feet, and that would be amazing. I hope we get to that point, but um I don't know he's still testing the frames, obviously, but Yeah, I don't know when he's gonna mass produce them, but I'm hoping uh, I wanna be on that frame for whatever the next video project is. It's weird, because it's not, yeah, it doesn't make any difference ride height wise. I would wanna skate it on the FR and not the SX because I I still think the SX is a really good skate, but I love the Intuition liner. If there was a way that I could skate that frame in the SX with an Intuition liner, like if the CJ boot, if the CJ and SX boot had an Intuition liner, damn, Intuition liner with a carbon skate with a 90 millimeter wizard frame that's rockered. I mean, we're getting into some um, uh, that, coca-cola commercial the dystopian future where people are past curfew and Like we're getting into some anime um, uh, What's that game we're getting into like jet set radio like our skates are gonna be so fast and futuristic looking so This shit could change the game again. The weird part is that If you try that frame And you go back. I tried like um, I tried that frame, and then I put on a pair of the the Richies that I have with the powerblading 72 millimeter frames, and it was crazy because those are already so much faster than like any of my aggressive skates, like my Rims or my um, Varsity with Celtic frames and the Richies are so much faster than those, but those felt slow compared to the set. It was crazy. It's so weird that this one option had just kind of slipped our mind that um, it's kind of like, oh yeah, we just made a whole video skating 80 millimeter wheels. It would totally make sense to just go on 90s, have them closer to the boot and rocker them because then the frame wouldn't feel long. And then you start thinking about That maybe the skating, like the skating that we're trying to do with big wheels might look like the skating that we were trying to do and like how we were trying to do what we're doing now, but in aggressive skates. So it looked awkward and didn't translate a lot of the time. And now it's getting a little bit more refined, but maybe it's going to get even more refined I love that idea. I love that idea that there's like just those ideas. Some of the best ideas are like right in front of your nose sometimes where, oh yeah, why wouldn't we just skate 90 millimeter wheels? Oh, and I was skating on such shitty winter beaten Tim Hortons parking lot Canadian pavement. This would open up. Um, sure, suspension frames are great, but with like 90 millimeter wheels on a rockered frame, it was so smooth and fast. And it didn't even, it didn't even sound like you were on shitty pavement. So some of the possibilities of the spots that you could skate um, is incredible. One thing I do like about the SX and CJ is I've been skating the uh, Seba Soul Plate on those Ritchie skates which I think is my next, oh no, that's after the next topic. Been skating those um, Seba soles on the Ritchie skates, and I really like those soles, so um, I would be excited to skate those soles with an Intuition liner, carbon boot, wizard frame, and then I don't know what wheels. I hope Seba makes 90 deluxe wheels and I hope they make them. I'm just putting this out there. I think it would be so cool to do a face throwback wheel, so 90 millimeter wheels or 80, but 90 would be awesome with a black core and kind of like army green wheel. I just love the look of that. If you're listening, Seba, please make it. If you're listening, Leon, please tell Seba to make that wheel. I'll skate the shit out of it. Mm. Next I have written down here is kind of what I just touched upon. Being a good puppy. Good puppy. Using deck privileges very well. Um, Yeah, I was talking about mushroom blading was trying really hard to separate ourselves from aggressive skating, which is funny because aggressive skating was trying really hard to separate ourselves from rollerblading. And with mushroom blading, we tried to be more rollerblading-y and less aggressive skating-y. And now it's almost like there's a transition out of mushroom blading into just a more simple, just rollerblading, but they're kind of, there's still tricks, but it's not, mushroom blading because it's trying so hard to be different. That's like kind of what that was all about. So it's cool to think that there's a new thing happening where it's transitioning out into a whole new thing. Not that it needs to have a name, but um, I like that, um, I don't know, after Better Than Baseball, I don't like talking about own videos and stuff. We need to, oh, that was the other thing, commentaries. If we had lots of time, we would do commentaries on everything. Our YouTube channel would be so pimped out uh, if there was lots of time to work on stuff, but slow trickle is fine as well. But I like the idea, because it, it was after uh, Better Than Baseball wanted to start like a completely fresh new thing, and that's where the idea of taking the name mushroom blading and stamping it on videos where it could just be expected that there would be weird skating and it's funny to think that maybe for that whole time we may have been in the wrong skates at least I know I was I may have even been in the wrong skates for like a long time like Cirque du Soleil being in the wrong skates um, like I look at a lot of my skating and I, I don't do, yeah, a lot of the stuff could have been done in the skates that i in now. but I didn't know, like I said, a lot of the best ideas, you're looking everywhere and it's like the ideas are right on the tip of your nose. It's like hanging out on your face while you're looking, past. you just have to like cross your eyes and look at your nose and be like, oh shit, I could have so easily done a lot of this stuff in, modified recreational skates. So that excites me. It excites me that the mushroom blading idea of trying really hard to be different in aggressive skates has now evolved into oh well we actually might be in the right skates now so maybe we were wrong and maybe this is something new. I don't know. I'm just speaking on behalf of me. I can't speak. on behalf of the other half of Mushroom Blading or Leon. If they were here, we'd have a great conversation, but it's uh, this is a one-on-zero conversation. So it's me and a beer and a small piece of nicotine. Gum, just a small one, just a tiny one. So one of the things, I have a few side projects that I have to finish, but um, it's been so much on the go. One of them is the Eisler Skate Review. His Pro Skate, the, the all black carbon free, which I have modified with, put the Sebasol plate on it. I put Seba Deluxe wheels, Undercovers would have been good too. If you can, like if you get big wheels, bigger wheels, um, like for that frame, it takes 72s, so like an undercover Seba Deluxe is great. And then if you get into the 80s, Hydrogen is a recommendation as well. Um, So I enhanced the wheels and then I, what else did I do? Oh, I put um, a Seba instep strap on it and then kept the Isler strap at the top. And all the mods, oh and I put Yellow Superfeed in. All of those mods improved the skate drastically. I've skated them four or five times now, I think and um, I'm hoping to film the review ASAP, but we'll see. There's been some weather shit, there's been some life shit, uh, but I'm hoping to do the first, it might be the last mushroom blading review. It might be the only mushroom blading review. We'll see. One thing that that I was thinking about though is, I understand for like keeping skates, cost low but so many people don't skate their skates how they're set up stock it'd be so nice if you knew you were getting a good stock set up um like Richie skates I think the Shadow sole plates on his carbon freeze so it'd be cool if it like if it came with Shadow sole plates um and his real undercover wheels cause it's like obviously you just put stock wheels, just like the China wheels or whatever, but they're not as good. So if someone buys that skate, their experience might not be as good. And I really didn't like the sole plate that was on it, but I'm, I'm getting into the review now. Those were just notes that, you know, we all get skates and, and change them right away. It'd be cool to know if you could just buy a stock setup that where shit was hot, like, where everything on it was good and you didn't have to switch anything. But, customization is good too. Just, if you're taking stuff off of the skate that you're not even gonna use, um, why is it there in the first place? Universal Soul System. U-S-S. Would be nice. It kind of is. Like the the Seba Soul plate, Plate kind of like, it fit on there, there was no modding or anything. It seemed to fit on nicely. There's like a little bit of plastic. Oh, I am see I'm getting into the review now. Um, that's pretty much, where are we? Oh, almost perfectly at an hour. Lastly, I couldn't attend and I want to. There are skate cross events happening in Canada. And uh, I am very excited that this stuff is happening. Um, I can't attend either of them because of work and wedding stuff, but it's good reasons not go. Um, I hope they happen next year because I want to go. I want to compete. Skate cross. Damn. That sounds like a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Send some love out into the interviewer universe, and um, let's let's still be friends, everybody. Got got lots lots to give, lots to give. Thank you. Thank you.